Ben Cardle is old jam. Old jam. That sounds like a name of a podcast. <laughs> Aging rock stars get together to just play songs <laughs> on old like tubs of jam. <laughs> Let's play some old jam. We bring out our most favourite jams that no one's ever eaten and eat them past their by dates. What we're James, watching is a snuff film. James Brown had an incredible uh, performance piece, like a, a piece of close-up magic that involved the pot of jam. It was like a, it was like a, a game where you'd have to guess what coin he took out of his hand. So he'd show you it was like a, a, a five pence and a, and a, and a two-pence coin, or something like that, you know, two, okay. dis- two distinctly different coins. Yeah. You'd see the coins... And they go, put one in his pocket. So which one did I keep? And they no. go, ah, trick question. They're both still in his hand. So you go, uh, okay. And then and then he go, okay, show you the coin. Put it in his pocket. Go like this. Which one's in, in my hand? And so if he showed you the five pence, you'd be like, okay, so the two pence are still in your hand. You go, ah, got you again. The, uh, <laughs> they're, both still, they're both still in my hand. So then he'd pick up like the, the the two pence this time, and then put it put it in his pocket, and then he go. So what's in my hand? And say, so like, okay, so they're both still in your hand. He go, cup your hands, and then he he just drop it out and go, boop. No, it's a little pot of jam, little pot of jam. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the randomness that it's a pot of jam. It's brilliant. <laughs> If you if you're into close up magic and you want to if you want to you want to trek uh, James Brown's uh, DVD down, I highly recommend it. The the man's incredible. Um, so yeah, welcome back, guys. We'll we'll give it another slow, loose introduction to another episode of the Deductionist podcast. Um, yeah, exactly. We're we're a big fan of that. Yeah. How are you going, sir? You okay? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am decidedly cooler than I, uh, I have been. I've noticed. Recent. I've noticed you've upgraded your attire. Exactly. Exactly. Mine. Mine is. Friday. My, I was going to say mine isn't a pleasant Irish lady. Mine is just my mother talking about how disappointed in me she is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your glasses just slowly wear you down. <laughs> you look through the lenses of negativity. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've, I've, let me I've just legit- slip my glasses on I never wanted you and let's <laughs> oh, take them back off again let's take them off again there's the therapist for you <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ye old therapy bills uh, but yeah it, 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 was, it was my birthday yesterday happy birthday oh yes of course happy birthday thank you very much belated obviously yeah. not belated I did wish happy birthday but you uh, did. for this podcast Exactly. Let's better that than it. better that than fillated. Um, <laughs> Annihilated. <laughs> Annihilated. Turn the glasses off. <laughs> <laughs> no Friday, no. <laughs> uh, I should edit in like a mushroom cloud gif. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just gone. <laughs> the podcast. Two, two skeletons. So we're coming at you live from the network today. We are indeed. And um, so yeah, so. Uh, I've I've just got done doing the uh, the first session of the like legitimately just got done doing the first session of the uh, how to create a memory palace in in five sessions. How did it go? Oh mate, it, like obviously I'm going to be biased to a certain degree. Of course I am. You know it's my <laughs> course. Yeah. 
Why wouldn't I be? <laughs> but there was there was by the end, I think there was about fifteen of us uh, in the group as well. Given yeah. that we are scattered around the planet, so mm. to have people turn up as well, there's, there's there's many more in the groups too. But to have people turn up and and engage, um, yeah, engage. Oh, I'm gone. Let me just. Uh, we've just had a, a live request to join the group during the actual recording. Um, oh my! I don't know if I can do that from here. I don't know if my computer's capable of doing that, but I've done it. Okay. <laughs> that was a quick saga. That was a yeah. roller coaster. That was a roller coaster. I, I don't <laughs> I know. I don't, I've done it. I had a good mid, mid, a good beginning, middle, and end. That did. <laughs> Someone wants to come in. I don't know if I can do it. I've done it. <laughs> Imagine if the Lord of the Rings was that way. <laughs> we have to go to Mordor. No, we just take the birds. Oh, okay, that's fine. Oh, we're done. How do we filter down the Harry Potter series? <laughs> He had a wand, flicked it, everything was better. That's it. <laughs> just sat there. Spoilers, guys, if you've not seen it. Just sat there, Vernon's like, oh, so you're a Horcrux. The end. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I, I just got done doing the first session, and oh, mate, it was... Oh, it was just so good. Just yeah. so good. We, um, we had Ian in for an interview. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, from episode six. Yeah, yeah, the constructionist. Yeah. The constructionist, yes. The constructionist. <laughs> I love him. I love him to bits, that man. He's he's so kind of placid in his awesomeness, right? Granted, the <laughs> the, the discussion that we were having, um, it, it's obviously going to be revolving around memory. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. The, I've, I'm finding a comment section in very different ways. Craig's here. Uh, he says, oi, oi. Hey, Oi, oi, gents. Um, oi, oi. We're, we're, zo we're zooming into the group today so we don't see the comments um, in the same way. Um, so, yeah, uh, we were talking about memory in the group, but there's the stories about the training that we could do with Ian. Like, there was one example uh, where we were... Oh, my word, we're getting requests. The, uh, during the This is so unprofessional. There's requests... <laughs> waiting now it says member request one request but there's no pending members what does that even mean okay so if you Has miss out before? i you... don't know i don't know what's happening anymore i give up <laughs> i give up um Just forward to the flow of life and hope for the best yes uh yes oh exactly that's that's the only way life, to go life life is but a pending request life is but a pending request you never know what you're going to get <laughs> um so yes we Brexit. we were we were we were we were talking primarily about memory but like the things i wanted to i wanted to talk about about ian like they were all sort of sat there bubbling at the front of my subconscious mm. and my brain's going these aren't relevant these aren't relevant <laughs> to what we're doing at all and um like it was I, just the excitement of yeah, because there were there were a couple of moments like when when you come into live training with me, right? Where I, I I go not to extol the virtues of live training with me, but I go the extra mile to make sure that you're having uh, as many benefits as possible in terms of applicability for whatever it is that you can do. So, I you know Amanda, who we get the actors from. Yeah. Well, I I get a bunch of them scattered around the city, 
Um, we kind of uh, engage in different scenarios that you can perceive through situational awareness and live people reading skills. But you get to be able to confirm the answers because obviously I know when I've set up the scenarios. Uh, and it, but it's done within the context of a training environment, right? Yeah. Uh, so there was this particular situation where I'm wandering uh, around Tesco and I've got my spy glasses on, which are are these. <laughs> I've got. <laughs> different realms of glasses so if you ever see me wearing these Although realms I, of glasses <laughs> yeah there, there is an idea of glasses if you ever see me wearing these I, i'm recording you that's that's, <laughs> that's what i do there's, there's there's a little camera built into the side of them so that, that's exactly what's happening at that time i imagine sort of iron man pulling down his sort of itinerary like his inventory uh in his <laughs> warehouse but instead of like all the robotic stuff you just have glasses <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it is it's, it's more like um uh, and an iron like, deer stalker an iron deer stalker iron deer stalker it's more like dr strange then in that area you know when he pulls out the drawer and it's just a series of watches that spin yeah it's just a series <laughs> of glasses in that particular zone uh but yeah so we were we were we were in one session uh ian trained with me for years you know, for how humble he is, that man is sharp as, as, as you well saw. And yeah, I, as I know, I, as I, know. I, uh, I, I bleep my, uh, my language because Phoebe's is over there. Um, but the, there was one particular, there was one particular moment where he was feeding me deductions that he was seeing. So I, I obviously have to confirm, them. and it was all based around what milk this person had in her basket. And he absolutely ripped them apart. Like, oh, nice! It was incredible. Just, just from the. Uh, oh, Jim's here. Jim's here as well. Yes, Jim. <laughs> um, uh, Jim Wenzel. Uh, Wenzel. Uh, I'm sorry if I, 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 I've never heard you say your own last name, Jim. So I'm sorry if I messed that up. <laughs> um, say uh, it, Jim. Jim. Say your last name. <laughs> Not in that kind of way. Um, uh, but Jim's here. Kind of way. <laughs> Jim is a top man yeah, in the States in terms of uh, uh, tactical operations and the like, seeing all the stuff he's doing. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm good. Yes. Seeing all the stuff he's doing um, with Tony Blower and um, the, the, uh, the operational work in terms of the physicality behind uh, self-protection and uh, hardware will be as, uh, as delicate with that kind of topic as well. <laughs> there's, 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 there's nobody better in the field uh, as, oh, awesome. as, as far as I go. Uh, in terms of my opinion, Jim is the capital letters, the man. So he's uh, he's running a couple of courses cool. as as well going on in terms of um, the creation of proper tactical awareness for protecting yourself and others in the different situations that you would get into. So definitely check uh, Jim's stuff out um, when you get to it uh, in that particular scene. But back to what I was saying with um, with Ian, it was it was amazing, right? Because like for me, I, I'm I'm so used to these particular moments just having all of this stuff rolling through my head and I'm thinking whatever I'm thinking but then yeah. Ian go, he, I remember it, I remember it distinctly he goes now look at the milk and in my, you know to the arbitrary but, but you know kind of purveyor you're like so fucking what <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what are you talking about you can appreciate these little yeah. things that he's picked up the, on the, they had three different kinds of milk in there yeah there was uh, there was almond full fat and skimmed 
so you've missed out the uh oh jim not at all my friend i i don't say it to be sycophantic uh jim's uh mentioned that he's humbled and honored by the kind words i don't say it to be sycophantic no. or because we're friends i say it because it's the truth as as is the way with 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 everything that i do um as as you well know mate with, with us with, with us being friends i've no problem with uh, telling you you're a dick if i think you are <laughs> you do you do and, and, on, on, <laughs> on occasions where i don't even ask we'll just turn up in the middle of the night <laughs> adam get out oh drive by verbal assaults <laughs> Apparently the police won't look into these. Uh, no, <laughs> I know it's injustice. Um, but yes, so there was this, but and he, oh my god, like he, it's it, don't get me wrong, it spiraled off elsewhere. But it started with the milk. So he's telling me about uh, diet, dietary restrictions, uh, physical ailments, muscular difficulties, the kind of flexibility Would that you? they have, the gym routine that they do, and everything else, just falling out of his face. This kind of narrative. And, as, yeah, and, nice. and I can visibly see her face and I wish I could find the footage, but I'd, I'd sent it away now. I, I don't have it on these hard drives that I have. Her face pretty much, where's the camera? It's a new camera, so it's tough to get used to. Her face pretty much did this. <laughs> it was it was <laughs> honest. It was absolutely amazing something to see. Special. That's yeah, amazing. It, re it really was something special. Um, but yeah, that was That's the kind of stuff you just want to see from uh, you know, obviously this sort of stuff when you were teaching it as well. And when people ask, does it work? That's probably one of like the finest examples, isn't it? And that's where he kind of like, well, yes, it fucking does. <laughs> I, I wish I could do it. it I, I wish I could get the video back because I could be like, see, this is not even me. This is somebody <laughs> else doing all of this. <laughs> somebody else, you know, and just this actually has a relevance uh, within yeah. within the you know the real world uh, in that it's i'm sorry if i seem a little thing. hypo i'm still coming down from the memory <laughs> palace course and i'm still a little oh my god um in that particular area say, yeah no i, I, I appreciate that it's uh, one of those where it's like because simply from the the quote we said last time like you uh, talk about the deductionists no one no single person is just a deductionist it's everybody is a deductionist and that kind of thing. And that's what your sort of core value was doing all this. It was about spreading that message and, you know, telling people that this isn't just something that's all, you know, smoke and mirrors. You keep talking about that. I'm just going to pee two seconds. This is a live I, stream. I, so this is a live stream so I can get away with it. Oh, I've forgotten what I'm talking about then. <laughs> You're leaving me now. <laughs> you need, you need to come onto the course I'm running. It's, it's to do with uh, memories and, and, getting sharper within particular area who what now <laughs> i'm not two allowed seconds. to run with sharp things two seconds Go on. uh yeah um so basically ben was saying before and it might have been in one of the podcasts but uh his kind of startup for all this was the fact that anybody can do this and that's the great thing about it it's um it's not necessarily down to just one person to uh, be able to sort of like show and display these things and keep it to all themselves. And I like that because uh, when I sort of got an interest in all this stuff, I was watching a lot of uh, things online uh, and people performing and people sort of demonstrating these abilities, which is great in like picking up these skills and showing them and having them work in public and applying it to your lives. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, but uh, hi, Phoebe, but she can't hear me. Uh, and seeing sort of someone like 
Ben, who's a performer, but is also willing to allow this almost like a mantra to say that these skills are not just for one person. They can be for everyone and should be for everyone. It shouldn't necessarily be something kept within an industry, should it? It can't be commercialized or, you know, packaged or turned into a product. It's something that can be given and should be given to people who, who are willing to learn. Obviously, like this is skill and time that you've had to put in yourself. And you obviously like uh, bringing people onto the course and showing them your abilities, but not for the sake of just simply saying like only you, you only can do them. And that's a fact with like what Ian does. Yeah. Seeing him uh, and Ian, you talk about what he does. I can imagine how proud you were at that moment because I've heard you talk about this sort of stuff before. I mean, God, you know, God help you. You've tried to teach me. <laughs> I've seen your frustration. <laughs> well, it's so, funny. So if you actually get someone who's like, you know, like you, they're willing to put that work in and at the end, produce some results. It's just like, oh, I'm glad you got that. I'm glad. It, <laughs> it's it's funny it you should mention uh, as as well the, uh, the, the <laughs> proud moments. We were, we were sat there during the interview and um, it was it was us talking to uh, Ian about his his experience and how it's benefited him, how he's applied it, you know, that that kind of shtick. And yeah. uh, uh, Liam jumped in and it was like, I just want to point out the, the kind of proud parent position that Ben's taken because the, apparently there were a couple of positions that uh, Liam was caught laughing and he, he, he didn't want to uh, appear that he was laughing at someone or at something, but he was laughing at me because uh, <laughs> there's 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 quite a, uh, a, a a few moments and he sent me a few messages afterwards in terms of timestamps so i can try and find what he was laughing at um <laughs> where where i just seem like this kind of proud parent sat at the sidelines watching everybody talk about uh this this application towards their life and the benefits that they've got out of it and it's honest mate it's That's it's awesome. it's it's uh, it's it's brilliant it's so cool it's yeah. so cool but Craig said something. He says uh, about the about the course. He says, uh, "Where were you, mate? I was waiting for you to throw a spanner in the works to do with emotional control." <laughs> <laughs> Me being the spanner. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, that's that's his interpretation, you know. <laughs> Not mine. What what can I say? <laughs> I, I can throw it all out of control. <laughs> you know the shit I come out with. People would just be absolutely astounded that I'm even allowed near this was, kind of stuff. Will you allow me on air? <laughs> I was I was talking to um my my, my very new friend, uh Johnny. Uh, his name's Johnny Dupree or Dupree. Again, I've never heard his second name said out loud. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing based on how it's spelt. And he's he's an incredible coach from the States um, based in terms of what he does and who he talks to. Primo. Um, but he's, right. he's, uh, we're, we're going to start working together in, in terms of uh, tuition uh, and the like. And uh, I, I sent a couple of emails to him where he was like, uh, I'm sorry if this isn't exactly politically correct. <laughs> so I had to say during the next meeting, I was like, watch one of our podcasts and you, <laughs> you you will understand that maybe un politically correct isn't anywhere close to what we are <laughs> what we do there was a there was a moment during the um uh the emotional qualities affect everyone episode where i i i i had to bleep out i think it was close to like 45 seconds <laughs> 
Now, don't get me wrong. Like, we're not kind of, uh, we're not like making fun of beliefs or opinion, like that that kind of thing. But oh, no, it, I, I'm just it, an idiot who doesn't really sort of think about what he says before it leaves his mouth. No, no, it's 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 nothing from here and there, and something just comes out, <laughs> and that goes forth. <laughs> it's it's nothing like that, mate. What 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 it is is I am I am conscious that in this in these episodes we give. We give information. We give we give tips. We give insight. Yeah. We give our opinions. Of course, we do. But yeah. in order for us to speak to as many people uh, as we possibly do, there were those that might, you know, to use the term that obviously irritates us, but it might affect some people. You know, taking offence. So, just yeah. for the sake of making sure everybody's focus remains on what we intend it to be focused on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we we drop those moments down. We do, <laughs> which I think we, is only fair, right? We, we we've gone from well, we're hopefully trying to sort of edit ourselves as we go along live, rather than you having to edit it after. <laughs> because uh, so at the end of the day, I, I, I I'm unfortunately a child still. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, mate, shit it was still just dribbles was... out of my mouth and doesn't form into anything solid or meaningful or even sort of <laughs> relevant it was my it was my 35th birthday yesterday and i still I, I, I still actively watch cartoons like even when my kids aren't here I, I still actively watch cartoons i still laugh at fart jokes do you want to see what gabe got me go on Oh, that's fucking cool. Right? It's the one where Batman becomes the Joker. Holy shit. Thank you, my love. <laughs> Mate, like, he's, we, he, he's just become a man. Like, <laughs> look, at, look at some of the artwork in here. That is awesome. It's incredible, he's right? Good. He's yeah. done good there. Boy done good. Right? Boy done I, good. I have, I have trained him very well. <laughs> um, what you probably well, mate, missed yeah, totally well. I'm, I'm, I'm literally as we speak I'm sort of like slightly multitasking I'm sorting yeah, what, out what are you doing I'm sorting out a cabinet full of my old well just shit <laughs> <laughs> all, all my games and my comics <laughs> getting nice neatly ordered instead of just being splattered all over the floor like so. <laughs> nice yeah I like it see that that's what this uh, I, I, I I still can't figure out where to point when I do this kind of thing. So th these kind of things here, like I have uh, a small pops collection, the Thor hammer. And then uh, oh, when you go up here, there's, there's more pops and my, uh, my artwork from, uh, from Darren Brown. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the only kind nice. of room that room that I have for, for these kind of collections in the house. <laughs> We all have to have our own little places, don't we? Like, I'm particularly, I, you know, the amount of stuff that I buy on eBay. I probably would, you know, go under category of someone having a problem when it comes to <laughs> buying shit. But uh, I was telling Becky, uh, my other half, like when we got this house, all sorts of things I was going to do with the spare room, like, you know, what I was going to put in there, what poster I was going to have up. Uh, not really thinking as such that she wouldn't want any of this. And, uh, now, as time's gone on, I've just sort of condensed all of my nerdery down into a single corner of the room, which is this. 
<laughs> so it's literally just between a cupboard and a wall. And that's it. That's that's it's gone from the ambition of an entire room to literally just a few inches. <laughs> Mad, is it? No, yeah, I don't want to grow up. No, why would that's you? That's as far as I will grow up. Why would you? It won't become any smaller collection than that. <laughs> well, well, I think if we've, we've said it once, we've said it at least four times. Uh, yeah. Like, the, the only thing that we take seriously is our attitude towards these skills, and that's it. Absolutely. I think, I, I think I've got enough frown and, and wrinkle lines as a result. I've got a light, lighting rig. I think you can, you, can you see the, uh, the reflection in the glasses? I can. I kept looking at them and thinking, like, you've either got very big irises or, I don't know, you're collecting some of those rings from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I watched that film on, um, on the, the trip out to Dubai. Film. <laughs> The Jim Carrey yeah. one. Yeah. I liked it. I really liked it. <laughs> I really liked I just, it. I think aside from the fact that it's it was Sonic the Hedgehog, it like I don't know it was a film, but um just the fact that it's a Jim Carrey nineteen nineties character virtually that somehow made its way into the two thousands. And I was just like, <laughs> Yes, he's going back. He's going what, back to his what I like while I liked about the the escapade is when I watch that, like I'm I'm sat on a flight to Dubai. I've got uh, my friend Adam, uh, who I work with at, at Pro Cipher. We're off to do a pretty pretty serious thing. I think is uh, is, is yeah. fine to is fine to say out loud. Not that and, I know. You told no, well, I, I won't tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say I shouldn't say it like I know because <laughs> I don't. But, like I. The, I for whether people care or whether they don't, when I sign an NDL, I sign an NDL. I don't tell yeah. anybody. <laughs> What's happening, Ben? <laughs> that's, uh, that's what you're going to get from me. Um, <laughs> I'm just making it obvious that I'm still a bit butthurt that you haven't told me. <laughs> well, to that end. <laughs> right? Glasses off. They changed <laughs> me, man. <laughs> I'm now cool. <laughs> um, that's just because I've got more Irish people in my ear. Um, <laughs> what are they doing in there? I say that entirely to pl- placate and uh, suck up to my, my new Irish friends that I've made uh, through the superhuman group and nothing more. Um, but yeah, we, we're on the, we're on this plane, uh, and we're doing me wrong. We're, we're talking about three or four different. Um, how can I phrase it? Uh, 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 three or four different cases that are. That are happening, and yeah. then uh, we kind of come to our conclusions based upon the way we're going to proceed. And then I wandered back off to my little booth and watched Sonic the Hedgehog. Because <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> why, why not? Like, um, like uh, Adam watched um, uh, the Joker. Uh, as yeah. well. It's not the Joker, Joker, because Joker. He, he'd not he'd not seen it uh, at that point. Yeah, as well. Uh, Which is well, amazing. They've greenlit the sequel, haven't they? Now have they? Yeah. Okay. The original writer isn't coming back, but uh, oh, well, that's a shame. He thinks he's coming back into. Ian's watching. Hey, Ian. Ian's in the group. Ian's back. Yay! We're building another box for you. <laughs> <laughs> another coffin. Ian is quite possibly the only other person that knows um, how we survived the fall at the end. Nobody knows that. That's a top secret. Not even I, I know that. Only the glasses know that. 
<laughs> yeah, even we didn't figure it out. <laughs> Put them in the bin. <laughs> Put them in the bin. Excitingly, uh, we've recently sort of come up as well. Like, I don't know if we can talk about it, like in the in our new series. I don't know if you want to say anything in case it's if you tell me to stop now if I am. But the last episode. Okay, series, no, no, series, go for it, go for it, go for it. We we've got uh, there's a running joke. If anybody watches the the web series, check out uh, the last episode of our of our first series. I suppose it's our only for only one complete series on at the moment. But, the, of yeah, the original the, series, yeah. Channel out the uh, check out the final lesson, which introduces Ian to uh, to the whole escapade, the whole, and uh, we basically have Ian push Ben off uh, a cliff, uh, similar to sort of like it's it's shadowing certain <laughs> elements of the of uh, Rafak's fall into. It. Yeah, we but we didn't we, ask him to push me off a cliff. It, it was kind of like yeah, the, it was the nothing risk. to do with the trick. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, why yeah, you're yeah, he just seemed a little bit angry and gave you another <laughs> But we've figured out a way to sort of like continue uh, along with that joke because we, at the end of that episode, there's a little in-joke in, in terms of certain items that go missing, uh, which is a theme that actually runs in one of the, the tricks in the episode. But we have found a way for the last episode of this series to continue on with that. We haven't even discussed it with Ian yet. We, he, this is probably news to him. <laughs> we, Ian's just said as well here in, in the comments that he will take this secret to his grave. <laughs> Which we appreciate, right? Which we appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> he knows we're going to kill him. <laughs> oh, oh! See that? That's the, uh, that's the gauntlet just being laid down, that is. That's the gauntlet. You've seen what Ian's capable of. He would destroy you. Yeah, true. Me as well, to be fair. Like I was, I was when, talking. When he wakes up with a horse's head, which is wearing a deer stalker in his bed tomorrow. <laughs> I was, um, I was talking to the, uh, the the memory palace group about some of the things that we made Ian do. Um, you know, during the uh, the actual session regarding like the people Out reading context, stuff. This sounds sick. Yeah, well, it, it's us. So very, you know, it it could very well be we in, con- in context as well. You know. <laughs> He, he remained stood up and clothed for most of it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so Down we were... There is, <laughs> we, uh, we went to um, Tesco. We did some live people reading down there. We um, we did some uh, straight-up people reading where Ian was figuring out memories that I was thinking of um, as well. Um we did we did a few other things, but like the the memory games in terms of the drive around Longton and Dresden. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> because About, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did the uh, I did the blindfolded uh, driving uh, initially at the start, mm. and then it was a case of okay, Ian, we're going to put this bag on your head. What? <laughs> what? Uh, why? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. And then, um, and he absolutely smashed it. Like I remember that point. Be I, I think was I in? I was driving, wasn't I? You were in the back, and uh, yeah. Ian, Ian was obviously in the passenger seat. And yeah. I'd, I'd stopped and, outside and cars this restaurant. The side were looking terrified. Yeah, of course they were. Like yeah. I'm, I'm driving a very compliant kidnap victim. <laughs> <laughs> to, 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 to as far as they know, and this was <laughs> early hours of the morning because Ian had to travel a long way. Yeah. Um, so, so this was early hours of the morning. Uh, maybe, I don't know, what was it like? Seven, eight o'clock? 
Something like that, yeah. Something like very that. early on. 8 a.m. Someone um, just coming up. Yeah, I, I pulled up outside this, uh, I think it was a takeaway. Uh, and I was like, come on then, Ian, where are we? And not only did he tell us the street we were on, but he was like, he told me the exact restaurant that I was parked outside of. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. It's awesome as it is to see these skills at work. It's nice to be able to sit there from the other side of it and go, yeah. oh, sod off. Just I sod off. You got the, uh, obviously, the fact that it was a steakhouse. I'm sure he said yeah. rare as well. Yeah. Which is great. It's absolutely, it was great for the episode as well, wasn't it? Because the whole point was it was to show these effects if they worked or not, could you train them uh, and could you train someone else in them and could you give them to them? And the whole episode kind of, that was the axis of it, wasn't it? Yeah. So if you, if that didn't work, <laughs> we wouldn't have had an episode. Absolutely. Would have been, would have had to just change the whole thing. So it's just fantastic that it did work. And if people have a watch of it, they can see this sort of, I suppose that's kind of the best example, isn't it? Mm. If you go and watch those episodes, you will see others get involved in this kind of thing well uh, well that was the foundation part of it and don't get me wrong guys we will come to the uh, the entire point of uh, the conversation that we mentioned in the last episode which was the uh, the, the the jason Bourne situational awareness kind of breakdown um that was uh, that was requested uh but yeah so in, in terms of the uh, the original kind of um conception mm. for uh for the deductionist it was to take it was to take an, an aspect of each Sherlockian skill you know uh, memory people reading awareness observation physicality and to see how they kind of commingle uh, into the, the kind of things that you could perform I suppose yeah. would probably be probably be the best word Excuse me. I was uh, I was very aware that I had a burp stuck. Then I was trying to do it that in the most professional way possible. But I realised <laughs> that in announcing that, that is something that I've just uh, I've just destroyed. So <laughs> there that is. Um, there, there it goes. There it goes. There's the moment. There it is. Do you have any um, more shirotica you can treat us to? Shirotica? Uh, not at the moment because uh, I would need to be on the computer. Oh God, yeah, you're doing the uh, you're doing the Burt Reynolds, aren't you? Doing the old Burt Reynolds. The old Burt Reynolds. The old um, Burt Reynolds. I, okay. I could find some. I, I, I well, like I say, as, as this is a live stream, it's not going to be the the entire finished pretty picture that the guys get to um, in the end, right? Um, yeah. If I, so, if I, I could. Go and have a, a gander, but I'm afraid that if I close this, it may shut the thing down. But we'll see what happens. If I do leave, will it greatly if like can I come back in or well you should be able to, like you just go back to your emails and click on the meeting again. Let's go. Let's try it. Can you still hear me? Of course. Yay, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You you find that I'm gonna go and grab snacks. Two seconds. So I just realized um, it's still live. So congratulations now to all the people getting to watch me look up 
erotic Sherlock fan fiction. There's a low point we all have in our lives. I think I've reached mine. Erotic theme Sherlock desk fans? No. Not quite the thing I was after. I feel like if I click on any of these links now, I'll get quite a lot of viruses. Look at this one. A Little Adventure by Doctor Who Fangirl 101. Sherlock never gets what he wants, not ever except when he talks to Molly Hooper. Today he visited, visited Molly in the lab and things got, well, sexy. <laughs> oh my. I, I think what makes this more tantalizing is the kind of the formal way that you read them <laughs> this one's just fantastic I'll, I'll try to read it the same way then it's called oh captain by muffin face oh no that doesn't say muffin. <laughs> multi-fan multi-fan fix 666 muffin face how the fuck did i get that sherlock needs john to go on a kick it could be sure <laughs> Hungry for erotic fan fiction. No, oh, can we put that one? Cut that one out. <laughs> no, we'll leave that one in. <laughs> Let me read you the synopsis of this and then tell you some of the uh, affiliated genres that it's sort of like um, connected to. So Sherlock needs John to go on a case with him to yet another military base. He didn't expect John to be in his uniform, nor did he expect him to have a go in the chains area. Sherlock ends up aroused and John isn't quite so oblivious. Smut and love and confession and sue. <laughs> and some of the... I don't, I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if I should say some of these things. They are crude, well, they, to say the least. If they're making you blush, then maybe we, we, will, um, well, we will... skip. We will skip on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it gets very visual. Well, wow. uh, Craig's wondering whether you've got it saved in your browser history or that you should have bothered to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote it, so I don't need... Oh, shit! No! <laughs> he is muffin I face. <laughs> okay. So, okay. let me just consume this last sweet. You consume that last sweet. I'm gonna. Don't worry. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I'll Well, <laughs> what of it? Mm -hmm. um, can you come back to the meeting because we can just see your name now Adam Gollum-Orley oh right when you were out I was sort of telling the group like I was quite concerned that it was just my face oh, no we, we can't see you things on the all. internet we can't see you at all there he is there yeah, we're back okay so when it comes to I mean, we, we don't have clearance for this, so I'm going to have to kind of... <laughs> um, so just so you know, personally, um, Craig is now going to refer to you as Muffin Face for, from now I on. I am Muffin Face. You are, you are Muffin Face. There's, there's, there's T-shirt number six or whatever it is. I take that with pride. <laughs> I am Muffin Face. <laughs> there we go. We've got I am the deductionist. I am, I am Muffin Face. I am Muffin Face. <laughs> My face just sort of implanted in the middle of a muffin. <laughs> I would love to see that. 
I would love to say that. Reducing so, problems. When um, when you are are watching this, listening to this, however you're you're coming at this uh, stream yourselves, um, we don't actually have the kind of money behind us where we can get clearance to use something from the Jason Bourne franchise. But when it comes to the uh, the world of situational awareness and the like. Um, there, there are a couple of scenes that uh, people keep coming back to, but this is arguably the most popular. My favorite, personally, is from uh, Hitman. Have you, have you seen Hitman with Timothy Oliphant? Yeah. There, there's a scene in the restaurant where he sat there with the, uh, with the Russian chick, and she's asking about, like, what's, what's the woman in the red dress wearing? And he goes, that's not woman. And it, zoom, it zooms in closer, and it's actually a, a, a drag queen, transvestite, whatever the whatever the term is. Um, but yeah, it was just brilliant. One of, just... one of the one one of the few good scenes of that film. <laughs> yeah, because on the whole, the film was terrible. Oh yeah, well, it was, it was remade, terrible. and even the remake was terrible. <laughs> Wasn't the guy in the lead? His name was Rupert Friend, or. I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's irrelevant. I just thought that was a cool last name. Um, he's he's a fantastic actor, to be fair. He was yeah. just unfortunately cast in that in, role in that sandstorm <laughs> of despair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so the scene that that I'm making reference to is uh, is the diner scene. So it's uh, it's Jason Bourne after he's got just coming to grips with the fact that he's he's lost his memory. Uh, but he sat there and he, he knows all six license plates of the cars outside. He knows that the guy in the corner weighs 250 pounds and can probably handle himself. He knows where to look for a gun. He's checking uh, exits and sight lines, and he knows that he can run flat out. I, I think he says for about half a mile or three quarters of a mile before he gets sick. Now, how can he know all of that and not know his own name? I have a theory for that. Go on. It's actually a spiritual sequel to Groundhog Day, and he's been <laughs> in that diner for years, and he knows them all very in-depthly, and it's just <laughs> a, a running joke on a Bill, Bill Murray skit. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the doctrine. <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray is Jason Bourne. Yeah, match. Someone <laughs> needs to re-edit a trailer for that film, Groundhog Day. <laughs> Born Groundhog. Yeah, what would you call it? Bornhog. Bornhog. That's Jason Bornhog. Yeah. No, just Bornhog. Bornhog. <laughs> yeah. And then like Bornhog Shadow Sight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, something along those lines. Uh, but yeah, Bornhog so it, it's kind of elevated to the levels um, that you would find with most kind of fictional. Um, skills in that it is just too awesome to possibly comprehend but what is that if nothing more than regimented observational practices that happen without conscious awareness exactly what is that if nothing more than that yeah. and, and and granted that speaks to experience but that's the fact that he's never sat back and dwelled upon the fact that he doesn't know his own name but he can still remember how to drive he doesn't know his own name, but can still remember how to tie his shoes or do a belt or put his jumper on. You know, it, it's obviously highlighted for the the sake of writing. Of course, it is. Yeah. Uh, it would have. It's a film uh, at the end of the yeah. day. But 
you look at everything in isolation. You know, when, when you look at somebody, it is possible, given your knowledge of how much you weigh, to estimate whether or not somebody is of a particular weight category. You know, obviously, yeah. the more that you train that, the, the sharper that you'll be, the, the sharper that you'll be in that field. Like, we've never formally spoken about this, and I'll tell you exactly if you're correct or not. How much do I weigh? Um, I know you know I'm heavy, obviously, because we've, we've, we've been around each other. I mean, we can now be best friends because that's not even kind of close. <laughs> Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate that, but like I, I'm closer to to 18 stone, uh, in, oh. in yeah, in that particular side. But like when you, uh, I mean, like you, um, you are obviously as you live together, you spend a lot of time around Becky. Now, uh, aside from the stigma of of a lady's weight being quite a kind of incendiary topic, I would argue that based upon your knowledge of how much you weigh. Yeah, you could you could figure out whether or not this visually lighter person than yourself would weigh yeah. more or less, and to what degree, right? It, it only becomes sharper based upon how many times that you drill that. Yeah, I mean right? that that's the sort of um, thing about that scene. They say, like, obviously for the film, you said uh, you made it clear that obviously that it has to sort of deliver as a film as a as a scene, uh, yeah. the writing has to be accentuated a little bit, but really uh, how they treat it in terms of fact, it can be done in terms of how you say that, like with estimates. Yeah. And that's what it kind of is. It's not about necessarily getting it on the dot perfect because similar to how you've just asked me to sort of, you know, how can I guess uh, someone's weight or your weight and it really does just come down to sort of like the basic thing of me and then sort of to guess where you are and then add on top of that, like, not you know, genuine kind of like research that going into it and study and practice. And you are going to get a lot better estimate. Of course. And in a way, you, sort of, you could do that scene in real life, but with estimated results, not necessarily factual. Of course. So, so when you look at the um, the nature of he's two hundred and fifty pounds and knows how to handle himself, so knows how to be physically quite active. So, obviously, I, I've looked into that kind of stuff. But for you, somebody who hasn't looked into that kind of thing, what what is the kind of thoughts that go through your head? Like we've all been on a night out, whether it's with me or not, or whatever. But like you, you, you will have looked at somebody at some point in your life, and rightly or wrongly, gone. That guy knows how to fight. Yeah. What are the, What are some of the thoughts that guide you towards that? Uh, I didn't really have much time to think about it because he knocked me out about two <laughs> seconds later. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, it goes down to I suppose wrongly, or rightly I suppose, depending um, on judging a book by its cover a little bit you're looking at the base things aren't you you're looking at what you can actually see in front of you what information you already have whether that be you know classed as stereotyping or cliche or whatever but that's really all you have that's your kind of um, inventory isn't it mm. if you don't have anything other than those um, pieces of information in your mind those are the things it's going to come up to and 
yeah, my first sort of like, if, if I say looked at someone and said like, he knows how to fight, it would be looking at a uh, build, maybe uh, physical sort of uh, features other than just sort of like muscles and whatnot, maybe scars, yeah. maybe some yeah. sort of like damage to the face or in fact, a broken nose sometimes, whether or not it's got anything to do with fighting, it mm. can, on a heavy built man and a broken nose, yeah, uh, you would assume something uh has happened there which involved violence absolutely uh, and it's absolutely. just so you base things into it yeah and, that's it, what i would go through I, I i would completely agree ears um are, are another strong point as well for the fighters the uh the ears take a pounding particularly in those that don't know how to handle proper coverage uh, of, of that particular area or if you okay. can't or or if you're engaged in battle um, and yeah. the like the ears can take a pounding from these kind of environments so the misshapen structure to the uh the lobes and the upper gristle you know we've all heard the term um god it's gone uh, cauliflower ear uh, a cauliflower yeah. ear if you look at um i can't pronounce his second name i can't but he's a ufc fighter recently retired his name's khabib Numagomadev or something along those lines. He has the most signature ears of somebody involved in fighting that I've ever seen. Rugby players, um, rugby players are another one that engages. What are they like? They like that, like kind of. Well, they're not necessarily kind of twizzled and the like, but if you look at this kind of upper gristle, it's inflamed to the point where it sticks out longer than the structure should be. Oh. And the lobes themselves can be bruised, inflamed, uh, because they are taking a pounding in ways that they aren't anatomically designed for. Uh, so yeah. in, in terms of knowing how to handle themselves, it, it's a gristled physical exterior. Because let's face it, what, what we're looking at in that particular zone, in that particular environment, is not an explanation of what Jason Bourne is seeing. He stated that guy knows how to handle himself and we don't see him uh, in the shot at all. It's not focused upon. We just get a, an estimate of the weight and he m must be a big guy. And then it, it's, that's the joy of the, uh, the writing side to make a connection of this. But when we're looking at somebody that knows how to handle themselves in real life, we are looking at that kind of physical exterior yeah. and, and moreover their emotional reaction to moments of tension because you'll understand what their exposure is to those kinds of high-pressure environments, those kind of high-pressure scenarios and situations. You know, those that engage in either a flight or fight, there is freeze as well, but those that engage in any of those two particular areas are relatively uninitiated to that kind of environment because it's two ends of the spectrum. Uh, the other yeah. sides in between, whether that be freeze or calm or any kind of amalgamation of, of the two in that area, that gives you an idea of their um, of their exposure to that kind of environment. It's like the first time that you listen to what's some really obnoxiously loud, gross music, like Cradle of Filth. The, yeah. the, first, the first time that you listen to Cradle of Filth, you go, what in god's name is this this is just somebody crying uh, really <laughs> close quarters into a microphone 
and somebody's kicked the decibel meter repeatedly to death. But the the more you I listen to it, every time I talk, <laughs> the, <laughs> the more you the more, like. And don't be wrong, I'm not a fan of Cradle of Filth. But the the more you listen to it, the more you can understand the substructure and the 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 kind of pieces that go together to formulate their song's composure. And that, that's the same way to these kinds of environments that require um, like high pressure involvement. Yeah. When it comes to things like catching sight lines and exits and building structures uh, and the like, this is repetitive awareness drills that come through uh, creation of proper mindset and memorization techniques that we're looking into as part of the Memory Palace course uh, as well. So there's going to be a number of situational awareness experts uh, that come out of this much sharper for the experience. And don't get me wrong, my my developments of these kind of practices, they're, they're in nowhere near the same kind of situation as uh, people like the Arcuri group who do with their, their situational awareness specialty courses because these guys come from uh, definitively security-based backgrounds, you know, and uh, yeah. dealing with that in, in kind of uh, combat-based tactical scenarios, which, which my, my techniques have applications for, but mine... Uh, you can come in, Gabe. <laughs> there, goes, uh, there goes my giant. Um, <laughs> And a totally different man that just came down the stairs. Exactly, and you just said man as opposed to boy, which is which is entirely correct. It's, it's entirely correct. Like he's he's fifteen. You feeding him growth hormones by the looks. Can I have some, please? <laughs> yeah, and Maddie's just said miracle grow. <laughs> Uh, but in t- in terms of that, right? What I what I want to what I want to look at with the open focus of that scene is first of all separating the the kind of uh, disillusionment that spectacle can give you. Like, oh my God, he's got this incredible awareness skill. I'm never going to be able to have that. This is oh yeah, <laughs> that kind of disillusionment spectacle that you can have. Versus okay, if we break down its moving parts. What actually works? What what doesn't work? What is achievable within this realm? And you look at that scene, and everything's achievable. It would just take much longer to do at once, and that's mostly because it's focused on for only a couple of seconds. But if you look at the fact that people are capable of of driving, you know, which is all the necessary mechanics of operating a car but it is keeping in line what people are doing on the sidewalks, who's crossing the road, what the cars are doing up ahead, who's not using an indicator that should be, who's using an indicator to point one way when they're shaping up to go another way. I mean, how many times have you, not you specifically, but anybody listening, driven home from work on autopilot, thinking about your day or whatever else, else it is that's irritated you, and then you've parked up and gone, Oh shit! I'm, I'm at home. Uh, what happened there? Like I, yeah. I don't. Con- I, 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 this this kind of navigational uh, maneuvering capability 
is something that you've trained to a particular degree to happen automatically in yeah. your response to all of these kind of situations and circumstances that you end in um, as a result of driving the junctions, the traffic lights, the people crossing and everything else. The, uh, let's face it, if you're in Stoke, the bloody roadworks <laughs> uh, and the like. It is There's just roadworks with a town exactly. built around it. Exactly. There's no difference yeah. in that kind of area than there is to uh, the realms of, of situational awareness. When it's did in, you see, go on. Sorry. I was, it's interesting they went it because there's like obviously the amount of things that um, go into the process of say like driving home from work, the things that you come across, and especially in Stoke, you know, you will come across mad things <laughs> from time to time. And uh, it's weird how if you are emotionally irked that day by something or you have something on your mind uh, and it, it, you know, it can take your attention away yet somehow those kind of base instincts aren't overridden. It's like two programs working at once, isn't it? Yeah. You've got one thing work, but it takes, you know, not just muscle memory, but all just a sort of, a, you know, a base kind of awareness of what's going on on the road uh, as you go home. And yet somehow that can be done while sort of being fixated on whatever problem or other thing that's sort of uh, on your mind as well. And that's sort of, it's, it's weird, isn't it? It's an, odd, it's an odd thing that goes on, but if anything, proof that these things do work and our minds work on certain levels that we could take advantage of. I mean, absolutely, mate. Yeah. I mean, I, I know I can, I can speak to a number of times where I've been annoyed at something and for some reason, I'm getting even more stressed because I'm focusing on every red light that I'm hitting. Yeah. <laughs> right? When in yeah. actuality, there's no more red lights there than normal. Yeah. It's just my uh, my emotional qualities making me antagonistic to clear reasoning. So as soon as you develop that kind of level of control mm. through developing your memory and your awareness and your capability of understanding these different shifts that you have uh, you know in these different environments and, and imagine what it would be to sit back and just drink in every stream of information that there is like take take this environment you've got our you've got our lighting change our physicality change you know the fact that we've both got our legs out so there's this oh, sorry you've not seen mine there you go. There's one. Um, so we, we've got a, a, a temperature change. We've got uh, people moving in and out of my environment. Nobody moving in and out of yours. The different kind of changes of camera angles, the breathing structures, the physical changes. And like all of that could go over the realms of four seconds. Uh, yeah. and, and, and if you sat back and tried to process all of that, uh, you know, actively, it might be overwhelming, which is how you step into the realms of uh, emotional qualities being antagonistic to clear reasoning. So if you need that kind of Jason Bourne level exposure to an environment, that's got to come with with training that teaches you to deal with the, uh, the level of uh, emotional reactance that you have to any given stimuli. Uh, and that was that was real good fun to hear your phone vibrating through my own skull because <laughs> like, my earphones have just gone now you're going to turn to like bucky from the winter soldier just stand up 10 
<laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Must consume. Just cookies. hear a neck snap and you come back to the screen. <laughs> a blood splatter <laughs> up my face. <laughs> You're just okay. Over the Ribena. You can relax. Justin Bieber is now dead. <laughs> Lift up his severed head. <laughs> I'd be keeping that in my underwear draw, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I keep it so, in my underwear. Exactly. Um, so we're, 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 we're going to open up each individual practice um, um, from that, that we can, mm. that we can look to, What's a, what's a great word that we can look to kind of uh, assimilate uh, into our everyday lives in terms of the communication language that we can use for awareness of buildings and exits and sight lines and the like um, over the next couple of episodes because it's a lot of information to unpack. It's a lot less information to unpack than the uh, the medical episodes that we looked at as well, which we're still going to come back to. Um, but in terms of this, the grander understanding, first of all, is that separation between what that little voice in your head tells you is possible and is actual and you are capable of doing versus, versus what that information actually is in the real world and how it exists without your own kind of skewered perception of the, uh, of the situation at hand. Yeah. So but it'd be good to sort of, like you say, just breaking it down in the same way that you ha we break down that scene. Like when um, I think it is on your React channel, wasn't it? You had the scene and sort of breaking that down and that kind of thing. It's it, it needs to be done, doesn't it? It needs to yeah. be sort of have its have its time and uh, show you that many intricate things but, that go into it. Like oh before, my. when you were read, reading me and reading yourself and saying. That all that information that basically just goes over our heads completely, like mm. things that you're saying about like people not coming in and out of the room, or mm. uh, the way we're both positioned, or the way we're breathing. Those things I would never initially think about when it came to reading. You'd I'd literally just be looking at uh, the you know the visuals that I've got before me, not thinking about the many sort of uh, you know little intricate details that and, we can't see or we're not thinking about. And that's, that's the main sort of stuff. That's that's the goal. Exactly. And that's the problem with the, with the kind of change uh, in, in focus on things like these, these YouTube breakdowns of, of videos uh, and the like that focus on this kind of old adage that this means this. Yeah. Which could not be any further from the truth. <laughs> in terms of in terms of how you actually do it and how you actually apply this to an everyday scenario if you've ever sought out um a coach a teacher a book a course i don't know or whatever where they've gone if you see this uh let's do a nose touch because i'm particularly aware that quite a lot of rufus's cat hair is currently residing up my nostril from my mask <laughs> that i was wearing earlier so i'm very aware by the whole cat that comes out of your nostril now doing... <laughs> um but if you ever python sketch uh, exactly uh, like it's not the dead parrot sketch it's the dead cat sketch um <laughs> so if you're ever in an environment where you're sat there and these 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 
coaches, people, books, whatever it is that you're looking at, are telling you that the nose touch involves um, engagement of the erectile tissue in that in that particular area. So you're looking at heightened levels of anxiety towards pointing towards possible signs of deception. I would encourage you to actively set whatever that is on fire at, at, at that moment. I mean, if it's if it's the coach, maybe just roll up a newspaper and smack them on the nose and say no, bad. Um, <laughs> don't actually set them on fire. That's a, that's a bit fraught with danger and and prison sentences. <laughs> Um, but but that's the that's the difference between the two because when you sit there and list off the many different contextual analyses that you could apply to that one thing alone, it might become overwhelming. Which is why you focus on that heightened level of emotional control that would allow you to process exactly what is being shown to you in the way that it is being shown to you for exactly what it is in that particular moment so like when when i speak to people i like i was i was telling um uh, what some of my students the other day um i, I nearly named him and i've not actually got clearance to do that um ab about the time that well, I, I i figured out somebody had recently got back from holiday because i could smell sea salt within the stitching fabric of their wallet that's fucking mad <laughs> that's <laughs> And like, don't get me wrong, you have to be in the opportunity to be able to yeah. smell somebody's wallet because it's not every day that you're going to be able to do that without being carted off to a loony bin. I was going to say, you're going to have a wave of complaints coming towards you now as <laughs> people are seen sniffing other people's wow. You products. You look at that, that first time we filmed the shoe effect. And like I, I said to some, like the, the people, just come out and put your shoes on the table. And then the first thing I do is go... <laughs> Which is a daring thing to do. Of when course, it is walking around in that shoe. Of of course, it is. Day. But that that particular moment, you could get bogged down by all of the other contextual analyses that could be there and how it could go and blah blah blah, which could prevent you from actually seeing the information that's in front of you for precisely what it yeah. is. And once you do that, you're living in a world that is without bias, is without input, is without kind of this little guy inside of your head going it's this way it's this way oh it's this way yeah. just be you know just because that guy is over there who's got a fake tan and is cut and he's wearing a vest must mean he's a gym boy and he likes the only way is essex i mean you could go over there and he could be reading chaucer at the time you don't know yeah. Right. So th th this is the kind of um, input that you would need to get away from in that environment that we will start to expose ourselves minimalistically to, because uh, if, if you're if you want the real work. Get get in some of the courses, get in some of the lessons. Right. That's that's where yeah. that's where it's it's happening. I was trying to be street and, and drop a. <laughs> drop a bomb but uh, craig spider-man kind of move craig has uh is sort of assimilated the uh the, the peeling of knowledge onions into his uh his lexicon as well now which is which is pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah uh so that's what we're going to be doing over the next couple of episodes guys uh following on from this Episode three, act three of the game is now live. Am I correct in thinking this? It is. Why, it is why, why are you all still there. listening to us? Go and play the game now, play immediately. It. Go and do it. We will pause and wait. <laughs> 
Okay, you're back. This is very well done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> that was a I terrible joke. And I, I, I thank you for sitting through it. <laughs> but yes, Act <laughs> 3 is live. It is the finale, the final bit to it. So that's the uh... whole game up now, all three parts. Get on there. You can play any bit, but it does help to play from the beginning because certain things from the beginning will pop up at the end, exactly. which is what I said last night. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. And he was only talking about regurgitating his food and nothing more. (laughs) Because Adam, as we all know, is an owl and he has owls, owl babies that he has to. (laughs) 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 I heard your phone again. That went in timing with it. It's let me know there's 5% left. Okay. So we'll we'll take that as a a visual representation. So next time, what we're going to be unpacking is uh, the breaking down of uh, situational memorization language. So when it comes to um, understanding the physical structure that you're in, so you can catch sight lines and exits, and Adam's camera's gone. Uh, Sorry. So I, 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 presume, I, I presume... I am here. I am here. Do apologize. Uh, it's all right. I presume that your battery was dying, so I was just going to wind it up there anyway. Act three's out. The trailer's going to be coming out as well very soon. Because uh, like all good things, I choose to show this kind of material to the network first, more so than anything. So if that interests you, uh, make sure you join the network uh, as often and as frequently as you possibly can. You'll get the information. But more importantly, you'll get the inappropriate jokes just before anybody else does as well. (laughs) And from there, guys, uh, as well, I should say I've been forcibly quiet um, on YouTube as well with preparation for the course and my birthday and other things coming up with work uh, and everything else. But I have the uh, the I Memorize series coming. We've got the React series coming and the podcast episodes formed into part of a timetable that you would be able to set your clocks by. So that's coming forward from there. Make sure you stay in touch and keep subscribed for more uh, and get on some of these courses because you're only shooting yourself in the foot if you don't. Um, And with that in mind, guys, I hope you're all keeping safe and well, and we will talk to you soon. All the best. Bye. Bye.